Welcome everyone to the Modern Day Overthinker Podcast. My name is Colin and I am your host. Welcome back, or welcome if you're tuning in for the first time. I appreciate it. This week's episode is with Sarah Edwards. Sarah Edwards created what's called the Set Apart Company, where she helps people chase, construct, creativity, redefine joy, coexist with mental health and strength and faith with lifelong tools, creative spaces, and love. It's her and her husband who run this company, and I've known Sarah virtually for a few years now, and she is a mental health advocate such as myself, so always love talking to her. We talked a lot about work and workflow process and setting reasonable goals for ourselves, stress with work. Sarah recently left her job and she's feeling a lot of freedom from that. So we talked about that, consistency. We both have OCD and have been dealing with that most of our lives and we had to talk about that we talked about medication supplements all kinds of stuff and I really enjoy every time I talk with Sarah it had been a long time since I talked to her so we had a lot to talk about and without further ado this is episode number 59 with Sarah Edwards Welcome, everyone, to the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. This week's guest is Sarah Edwards, and I wanted to start off by letting you introduce yourself and kind of share a little bit of background on what you do, because you also do a lot of podcasting and content creation as well, and we'll kind of go from there and get into it. I love hearing the last name change. I just got married. <laughs> so that's yeah, definitely I was like, the first time I've been Edwards. introduced. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I love it. It has a it has a ring to it. But hi everyone. Uh my name is Sarah Edwards. I used to be a full-time art director in advertising is what I did for basically the last handful of years. But on the side, as Colin mentioned, I do have a podcast that I run myself called Set Apart Podcast. And I run my own mental health company that I promote different classes for creativity and productivity, keeping in mind mental health, as well as workbooks, downloads and things like that and apparel line. Um, I do run a magazine on that site as well, just to put out more content about mental health and just really helping someone become set apart in their way of thinking and elevating their understanding of mental health. And then I also work for a nonprofit on the side here locally in my state, which is Connecticut. And they are a mental health nonprofit group that also specializes in addiction and suicide recovery. So I'm currently getting trained to become a recovery specialist and I run their podcast as well, which is great. And I work with a lot of young adults on that. So I'm really all over the place, um, spanning between between all these hats. Um, But I'm really fortunate because now I can put my full focus in these side hustles, which Kyle and I were just uh, (laughs) chatting about the glory of that. 
And uh, yeah, I'm just trying to see where it takes me and where it goes. But I'm always happy to chat. You're like one of my favorite people to talk to. So I'm happy yeah. to. I appreciate on. it. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Now you have this this new freedom uh, that we were just talking about where you have more more time to work on all those side hustles. Because, yeah, I know all about having a bunch of different side <laughs> projects going on all at once. And you're just like, I don't know what to focus on. And Oh, yeah. All the you, identities and the emails. <laughs> yeah. How do you uh, now that you ha- even with more time, you said it's still like hard to get everything done in a day. How do you manage your time trying to, you know, shift your focus from one thing to another? Mm-hmm. Or do you like are you a big planner person? Or like write everything down. I know some people who do a lot of that or use your phone or. Yeah, actually, it's funny you ask because some of the classes I teach for my site is about productivity and process. Mm -hmm. And I'm a really big believer that everyone should invest time to become their own project manager and study what that means for them. And as someone with mental health uh, disorders and even learning disabilities, I found that it's crucial for me to discover my own workflow process instead of buying into the society's method of how someone should process their tasks, information, and projects. So I took a long journey to discover what does that look like for me? How does that work with my brain? Not just following the pattern of maybe what I learned in the workplace or back in school. And uh, yeah, I I found for me that it works to, what's the word I'm looking for? Denoise my very loud mind and just kind of brain dump everything I have to do and organize it from there and keep a strict schedule and also set reasonable goals, which I'm very bad at and I'm working on because my bar for success is ridiculously high and only feeds my anxiety. So I've been working on a class, but also self-working on goal setting reasonably. And that's really helped me actually be more successful and get things done. So that's crucial with wearing 20,000 hats and going crazy all the time. So do you do that at the beginning of the day or like the night before, or how do you kind of set your schedule for the day? I'm a strong believer that everything for most people should be done the day or days before they actually have to do it. Okay. And this isn't including random things that might come up in our day. Obviously, yeah, obviously suddenly yeah. you have a bill to pay or something happens that's different, but it's really powerful for me to release everything in my brain the day before so I can actually sleep better at night and not be ruminating at night. Cause as I have OCD, I'm also more prone to ruminate. So letting that processing happen above before I have to actually sit down and work, it means that my focus sessions, which are usually about three hours of optimal focus, which everyone has their own focus time, by the way, for me, it's mornings are way more effective because I have that three hours. I know exactly what I need to do. I trust that that's when my brain is at high energy levels and I get a lot done. And then I feel successful because I swallowed my frogs first. And then if anything cracks the rest of the day or emergency happens, I did my thing. So I feel good for the rest of the day and accomplished. Yeah, I am like the opposite when it comes to productivity. Uh, oh, I, boy. <laughs> I am. Well, when it comes to like timeline, uh, like my brain is like more high functioning later in the day, mm-hmm. uh, like evening, like not even mm-hmm. like afternoon like that. Um. I've never been a morning type of person. I used to think mm-hmm. like there was something wrong with me because of that. And yeah. uh, I'm learning that there really isn't. I mean, it's just the way my head is and uh, the way my brain works. I also, I mean, not only do I have OCD, but I was diagnosed with ADD as well. Mm. And that was more recent. And I was like, oh, 
That makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like, wow, you opened my world up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's if I have ADHD or ADD. It kind of like is I'm in between on that. Uh, so I don't really know about the hyperactive thing because I don't really have like a bunch of just energy like pent up all the time. I don't feel that mm-hmm. way. Yeah, but definitely when it comes to like my focus and my attention, I have noticed and you know they've tried to put me on different medications for it and i don't know i i i don't mind being on medication i'm all, i've been on medication most of my life but this just like mm-hmm. another addition to the medication and i'm just like really do we really have oh to do it this? all adds up yep and i'm just like i just feel like such a guinea pig sometimes like when it comes to my psychiatrist she's great she's awesome she's willing to try a bunch of different stuff and i'm just like i'm glad she listens to me because um some of them will just push stuff on you and just be like here take this yep. take that and like um, she's all about trying different things she knows that i have an addictive personality as well so we try to stay mm-hmm. away from certain things luckily like when it comes to medications and pills and things like that, I wasn't really, that wasn't really my issue when yeah. I was, yeah. when I was using, but I'm glad you're working with a nonprofit that does addiction help as well. Cause you're probably learning a lot. Oh <laughs> I, yes. It's, I am yeah, a, alarming. Yeah. I like just realized today. I'm just like, I haven't been to a meeting in a while. And I'm like, Dude, you need to go to a meeting. I'm like, well, it's, it's all nice. about consistency. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's well, usually, well, my consistency got thrown off this week a little bit because of because of work. And we we're talking about work and work-life balance, things like that. Mm-hmm. It got thrown off because, uh, you know, we kind of got a curveball thrown at us at work and got some extra stuff shoved on our plate. Me and mm-hmm. not just me. It's like it's not one of those things where it's like oh they're just picking on me it's not like that no it's it's a team yeah yeah there's a team of us that all got flooded with a bunch of extra work and uh trying to help out and on top of our regular schedule which has been pretty busy as well and i had to miss my weekly i usually go to at least one meeting a week Mm -hmm. and i miss my regular meeting that I'd usually chair actually. And hmm. I was like, just, I've been thrown off by that. And um, yeah. Do you think that that's not to throw you questions? Cause you're the host here. That's but fine. That's fine. Do you think that that is that choice is serving you? Like what's serving you more the work or the meetings? Oh yeah. The meetings for sure. Uh, the, the work, mm. The work is the work is serving me because it pays my bills um, mm-hmm. and it keeps me out of debt, uh, out of more debt, I should say, because I'm already in debt. I've been in yeah, debt yeah, for yeah. a long Pretty time. Pretty sure all Americans are uh, yeah. at, this, at this time. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm just like, I can't quit until I'm like not in debt. And I'm just, it's just a bad mentality to have. Um yeah, I was in that bucket. Or you feel stuck, and I feel like I'm stuck right now. Uh, yep, like a comes... trapped animal. Yep. Yeah, when it comes to work right now, and uh, you know, like I could get a lot done with my job, and I've been able to help a lot of people out, but 
it's uh i work in customer service and you know i deal with people that are i'm in leadership i deal with people that are angry and frustrated and I can't always help them. I can't always fix the problem as quickly mm -hmm. as they want me to. And I get to be the person to hear about that. And it takes a toll on yeah. you after a while. Yeah. There's an emotional cost as well as time cost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm starting to realize that. And I think it's catching up to me because like for the longest time, I was like, ah, oh, it's fine. I'll be okay. Yep. It does catch up to you and it will eventually get you, which is what I learned. Yeah. Because yeah. you recently decided that you had to get out of the line of work that you were doing because it was mentally and physically, it sounds like just taking a toll yeah. on you. Yeah. It was killing me. I, I was in a very high stress industry and mm -hmm. I think that high stress industries are okay, but in moderation. And so if yeah. that particular industry starts crossing some boundaries of, especially time, really not giving you that work-life balance weekends, nights to reset yourself and take care of your existence as a human being, like we all need to, then that's when the toll really starts occurring because not only are you compromising that personal time, but the hours you are on the clock, it's, it's a high stress environment consistently. There's not really a consistent um, resting point or there's a high roller coaster. So you can't trust your workplace anymore to have your interest at heart. And that's when the dangers really start coming into play, at least for me. So I hit a point where it was affecting my health severely. I became pretty much bedridden, honestly. It was hard to leave the apartment. And I already have chronic conditions at play physically. So they were flaring up. It became intolerable. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the mental side obviously comes back. My OCD became stronger and sleep paralysis and, you know, panic attacks and everything really started being impacted. And when those parts of ourselves are impacted, then other pieces are impacted in our life as well, like relationships, family, social life, which just feeds back the physical and uh, social needs that we have and already at play. So I decided it wasn't worth the money and the income. So I asked for help and I have a really good support system around me and I put my two weeks in and now I am free. Now you are free. Now I am free. Unchained for the moment. Yeah. I have to go back, but I have a, a pause to not only take a few months off or a month or a few weeks, I don't know yet, but to take the next job and heavier consideration with more boundaries and more things that I'm going to look for in a new position that are going to honor the things that my last job company didn't. So here's hoping. So, so you're, doing a, you're doing a reset, basically. Yes. Yes. Which, yeah. Which sounds awesome. <laughs> it, it really is does. Epic. It's also a lot of work. It's oh, yeah. not fully restful because you have to put in that emotional cost of feeling slightly unstable, changing your lifestyle as well to accommodate this new need. But I find that that emotional cost is less than the emotional cost of what it was doing to me before. So I yeah. was willing to make that transaction and and call it a day. <laughs> So you said you you currently uh you're living in Connecticut. Are you in an area where it's like it's cheaper cost of living or higher cost of living or So Connecticut, we just got a lovely state report that we are one of the most expensive states to live in in the country next to California and New York. What? So no, Connecticut now is the highest in auto care, in electric and in gas in the country. So Unfortunately, uh, it has not gotten easier in that respect, but I do find that as people in this generation, at least myself, someone that's been definitely more fortunate in my life walk, that there's a lot of things that we think we need in life 
that we actually don't need. And we've gotten accustomed to getting complacent that these are things that we have to have, not things that we are lucky to have. So I've really gotten to take a look at, I don't need to keep all the lights in my house on. I don't need to take long showers. I don't need to eat out every week. And this sounds kind of crazy, but when you start cutting those things back, you go, this is actually how much money I could be saving. And it's definitely been a shift for me because I've always compensated with my stressful job by having a spending problem, which I think is where my addictive personality comes into play. Uh, That was my method of coping was shopping, buying things, um, compulsive buying, which it wasn't out of control, but it was at that point where it could become out of control. Yeah. And I realized that I had a problem. So I've had to not only cut back on that and learning that that was a way that I was releasing toxicity from my stressful job and making it feel like I was important and that my job mattered. So so it's a cycle, like most conditions, <laughs> oh, <laughs> as yeah. we both know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And when it comes to when it comes to OCD and anxiety, do you notice that? Because right now, like for some reason, my anxiety is higher, but my OCD is not as high for mm. some reason. I don't know why. Usually, it's hand in hand, but for some reason, like I have like this. Uh, yeah, high, definitely a high heightened anxiety and uh, mixed with a little bit of depression as well. Uh, yeah. It's just like a weird space. And uh, my OCD hasn't been too crazy lately, which is weird. I'm kind of like what I'm kind of like confused. I'm just like, I was there. I was there. It? I'm like, where where is yeah. it? Where is it going to when's it going to creep in? When am I going to start mm-hmm. having all the intrusive thoughts and start doing all the compulsions and mm-hmm. it's just like weird. Um, yeah. Sure I've, what... I've been there personally. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what's going on. It's a, it's a change of pace. That's for sure. And also, yeah, I don't know if the weather has had uh played a factor at all. Cause our mm. weather has been all over the place. I don't know about you guys, but it's been yes. weird. Yes. Like, It'll be like super nice and then cold again. And then the seasons uh, impact me deeply. I've had to really rely on taking note of that and not ignoring it. So I have to take vitamin D and I have to go outside for walks, even if it's not the most comfortable weather outside. Like those are all play a role into my mental health. New England weather sucks, by the way. It's very inconsistent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So is Midwest too. Yeah. Makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, we get the same. It's very, this time of year, it's just always weird. Um, mm-hmm. And it almost, and my birthday is coming up and it almost always rains on my birthday. Ooh. Yeah, almost. my birthday's in December, so I totally <laughs> understand. <laughs> snow or? Yeah, the, just the classic nor'easter two days after Christmas when my birthday is um, on top of holiday travel. So it's it's just a party, really. <laughs> so you're the 27th? Mm-hmm. that's my dad's birthday that's funny really oh yeah. small world small world it's an yeah, interesting he hates uh, it. time i hate it i yeah he does not like it, it at all yeah he does not like having a birthday two days after christmas this year i am celebrating on probably june 27th as a half birthday because i'll be turning 25 next december so okay. i want to celebrate for real <laughs> yeah enjoy the weather and actually being able to see the sun would be cool yeah yeah going outside you know being a human being would be great yeah i i had i have noticed that i haven't been going outside as much lately 
just because I'm like I work from home and like I have my mm-hmm. office set up and uh you know I get work mode and I'm like oh I gotta get out of the house I haven't been outside and yeah going for those walks problem. yeah going for those walks is nice even when the weather does kind of suck it is helpful yeah I work from home and I don't drive so getting out is really hard I have purchased and it's amazing my actually I should not take credit my husband bought this for me right before we got married and it's one of those desk treadmills and it is oh yeah game changer there's a couple people at work that are like this whole department at work they all like jumped on that hardcore one person got one and then another person got one it's like honestly changed my life it's my mental health is so much better and my body is starting to feel better too so yeah i recommend it i'd have to change a couple things with my desk setup because my Mm -hmm. monitors are like attached to the desk and they're lower they're not i mean they're yeah you'd have to sit i'm pretty tall so i i know i'd I'd have to like i know it's worth it dude though like even if you set up a small table that is like designated for just like doing certain types of work on with the treadmill like it's i can't even promote it enough honestly (laughs) yeah yeah people have uh really been about it and i i it's it throws me off because I'll be in like a meeting and I'll just see somebody walk and I'll just like, yeah I know it looks ridiculous but I I don't care anymore I'm like you people can judge me but then they usually they start asking questions and they buy one too so <laughs> that's what it's it exactly what's happening in. at work we yeah. did like a step challenge at work last month which I did not participate in at all um, <laughs> and uh, yeah everybody was all about that um, heck so that yeah we love it. Yeah, I, well, I have been implementing like workouts. Like, I don't work out every day. Uh, I should do something physical every day. That has been something that's been on my mind. Like, that's why, mm. like, just going for a walk was like, yeah, that should probably be something that's a part of your daily routine. Uh, I'm not quite there yet, but I do at least go to the gym two to three times a week. I mean, which, that's great. Still, that's which still good. Is more than i can say a couple of years ago i didn't go at all so mm-hmm. i used to despise it and like i if every time i did go i would go for like a couple of months and just be that guy and like have a gym membership and never use it oh did i think that. we've all been there i <laughs> oh yeah yeah so i've done that and yeah now it's like when i don't go i like get thrown off and i get um I've gone twice this week, but it I don't know. It hasn't worked, apparently. Uh, well, it takes it takes the time. So it's I'm gonna keep saying the word consistency. That's gonna be the name of today's episode. Yeah, consistency. <laughs> the amount of times I'm gonna say it, but it's all it is. Yeah, I totally get it. I will probably go tomorrow, more than likely, just because of today. I'm trying to prioritize prioritize a couple different things. So, um, but yeah, I, everybody's all excited about St. Patrick's Day. Where this isn't going to be released on St. Patrick's Day, but we're recording on St. Patrick's Day right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm trying to wear green, you know, support the cause. Everybody's all excited. I have zero green on right now. Um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I said. It's not going to come out on St. Patrick's Day, so it doesn't really matter. No, but yeah, really, no. <laughs> yeah, everybody's really 
not everybody, but I see a lot of people posting about it. And I, I, I just don't care. I, I, I really, that's how I feel. I'm just like, part of me is Irish too. I'm just like, eh, all right. I'm also it comes Catholic. down to the social circles. So. I'm also Catholic and not supposed to see me today, but I uh, I've heard mixed oh. reviews on that. I've heard mixed reviews on that too. Okay, I've never heard of that. I mean, I'm Christian, so I I have no idea what you Catholics do. I just know some stuff. Well, it's Lent right now, so oh, okay. On Fridays during Lent, you are supposed to abstain from eating meat. Um, oh man, so that corned beef isn't really gonna hit well. But I've also heard. That they're making an exception this year because it's on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, you you Catholics are wild. I don't get it, man. All (laughs) about the work. All about the work. Christians, we're over here like, we don't need to do good works. (laughs) Like, have fun, you guys, with all your rules. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of rules. I grew up with a lot of rules. I went to Catholic school my whole life. so through high school and even some college, I graduated from a Catholic college, actually. But it wow, wasn't. Wow. Okay. Yeah, the college I went to though wasn't. I mean, you couldn't, you wouldn't really notice that much mm-hmm. like difference. It was just private. I mean, it's smaller, but yeah, interesting. I, yeah, I didn't start there though. I that's just where I ended up because there's one in my hometown. So interesting. Huh. Yeah. I bet we could have a whole side combo about religious. <laughs> Yeah, well, well we're I'm gonna ca- go at each other, honestly. <laughs> I'm Catholic, but I'm a mild Catholic. I'm a very, uh, I did, I, I go back and forth. Like, mm. um, it sounds yeah. like you'd like Christianity then. Well, we are, cr- I mean, Catholic- it's not like it's not like I'm no, not a Christian, though. Mm, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could go at it man not not on my side not reform christianity at least oh, we, we gotcha. got we got some specs over here and uh yeah you guys yeah. are a little more prog- more progressive about things our pope's not bad though people like our pope so yes yeah. the current pope i don't know anything is, about him but he's more progressive he, he's more progressive than any pope has been in a long time that's for sure wow um, so Listeners yeah, like what is happening <laughs> the, the, he's been nicknamed cool pope actually i'm not joking oh my gosh yeah yeah interesting but uh okay yeah the pope's an interesting position because they are it's a life position like it's yeah that's blows my mind honestly yeah i don't understand that part it, that's very old school and it's like yeah. but i feel the same way about like the way like the political system is we could get into that but i'm not going to. oh yeah that's a whole that's a whole i can't, I can't even unpack that but i can't i don't you know, i don't have the energy <laughs> yeah i don't either uh it's it's a complete nightmare on both sides i think but um i think most people can agree with that if they're paying any attention they're just like what is going on <laughs> exactly yeah so i feel that's why i can't watch or read anything anymore I, just I don't kinda... even know what, and that's the other thing though. Everything's so opinionated. It's not like, can you just Factual. tell me what's, can you just tell me what's going on. That's all I want to know. I don't really mm-hmm. need all the, the takes. I don't yep. need all that. Everyone has to have a take on everything, and it's just like. I no. agree. I agree one hundred percent. It's exactly how I feel. So, uh, some a person that I see online all the time that de- that. He stays out of politics and he's an East Coast guy. You probably know who I'm going to talk about. 
Uh, I'm just gonna stay over here. You know, you probably don't like him. Uh, Dave Portnoy. Barstool guy. Some people don't like him. Um, I, he, I... Comes ac- he comes across my feet because I think he's funny. That's it. That's like where I'm at. He ha- so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he... Colin's it... out here trying to make me upset. Today. Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to make you upset. But he, he comes across my TikTok feed all the time. Mainly because I like the pizza reviews because it's just like funny to me. I, I don't know. But he is ass political stuff all the time. It's just like, I don't know what I'm talking about, which is, which is very honest answer. And I respect that because he's just like, I don't, I'm not, that's how I feel. If I don't, if I didn't do the education on it, I don't feel credible to speak on it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not, I'm not going to throw opinions around when I haven't done the research. Like so many people do that. It's just because I belong to a political party. doesn't mean I agree with everything that's being stated by said political party, which I'm a conservative naturally. Uh, I'm not going to just buy into everything just because it's my color. It's not how it works. Yeah, that's what I, that's the, that's the worst part about politics is everybody's like, this is my team. I have to support it and die on this hill. It's like, yeah, hey, and every policy you're like, you really have don't. you done the research? That's why I'm not, that's why I'm not a part of either party. I'm just like, mm-hmm. nope, done. You're the indie, indie. I'm the indie guy. I'm just like, nope, I can't be affiliated with either of you guys. Yep, um, yep, it's relatable. Because at this point, I'm just like, why can't we just like, why does it have to be like red or blue? Why do we have to do that? Like, no, it's, it's unnecessary. I think it should all be broken apart and put into shreds. But <laughs> that's a whole other episode. Yeah, no, I think eventually I might get there because it's just such. But I'll, we'll change topics after this. But it's a, it's one of those things where it's like. Everybody that's running the country like should be retired right now. Like they should not be working. Yes. Any agreed. other job. Any other job, they would be retired. So it's like, why can't we just like broken system? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if and we that's the thing with like that 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 it, it can correlate back to mental health because we we're aware when something's broken because we're all about noticing things like that. Oh yeah. Oh. It's very obvious to us, to people like us. We're just like, uh, this is all like not right. Like a lot of red flags yeah. going up. And um sounds like you had a l- numerous red flags at your last job and you were like, okay, this is it. And, but you said it took some encouraging. So that was good. Like some people had to step in and uh, support you and kind of co-sign your decision, which is good. Yes. Yeah, it was necessary for me. It's a scary decision. So I think I've learned having anxiety is really a journey of coexisting with anxiety because I'm never going to overcome the condition. So part of the journey I've had to take is what anxiety is controlling me more right now? And let's unpack that particular anxiety. And I think the anxiety of uncertainty, which is a big theme in OCD, but also the anxiety of financial instability was, was so noisy and it was overcoming all the other anxieties that were impacting me that I needed other people to say, Hey, let's actually talk about the, the rationality, but the irrationality of these worries, let's unpack it and let's actually see what the truth is. 
And the reality is that my financial predicament was solvable. And the uncertainty is something I had to live with and be okay with and detach myself from. And then I could quit at that point. So it took some self self-reflection for sure. Yeah. And yeah, I, uh, my hat's off to you for that. And now you took that hat off and are wearing multiple hats, <laughs> but you're like, always so, doing that. I was anyway. wearing a lot of hats before. So one I don't know how hat. I was the heaviest doing everything. Hat. The heaviest hat, the one that was blocking my vision the most, like yeah. the sombrero got ripped off, which is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's been nice. I, I'm more clear in my, my focus now. So when it comes to OCD, I know we all have our own subtypes and things like that. Is there a certain subtype that you've noticed that you fall into the most or does it go back and forth? I know some people are kind of like rotate mm-hmm. or is there a certain one that's like, yep, this is it. This is where, where it goes. My OCD I've had since I was two or three years old and I did not know until I was 21. So I've actually experienced quite a few subtypes retroflectively looking back that, oh man, these are things I've dealt with. So for me, I found that my OCD mutates regarding whatever I'm holding closest to importance. So entering a marriage, right? That's a high prioritization of relationships and intimacy and all that stuff. So my OCD is definitely playing a game in that category. Prior to that, what I formally was diagnosed with harm OCD. And that was what I dealt with for years um, before the marriage. So I'm finding that it's definitely shifting around, um, impacting my life circumstances. So right now it definitely is in that relationship bucket. And I've been in the relationship status as well. I've done. Oh, isn't it fun? (laughs) Yeah. No, no, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. It it had the opportunity to tear apart um, my relationship that I'm in now. And I had overcome that to reach this point. So it's definitely been a battle and I'm grateful right now that my OCD is pretty much at bay, which is amazing. And I'm done a lot of work to get here. So I'm just trying to enjoy it and be proactive about everything. Yeah. So when you say like, I'm guessing when it comes to the relationship OCD, it was like a lot of questioning. Oh yeah. I had a ton of doubtful thoughts about, I would say it could be broken up into categories. You have the status of the relationship, what the other person is thinking and feeling, mm-hmm. or the other reverse linked to harm OCD is could I harm this person yeah. intentionally or unintentionally? You know, am I suffocating them by being too clingy or needy? Then you have the other buckets of am I not worth it? Am I a burden? Is my mm-hmm. OCD a burden? So it kind of double plays in itself. And or, you know, is this person gonna love me forever? Do they actually love me? And they just settling, you know, you have all the intrusive thoughts. And I, so I definitely it wasn't like, do I, so you weren't questioning whether or not you loved them enough to be married to them. It was the, other Oh, way. I had those, those, what they were much those, less. Did the, the doubts I, come in though? And yeah, right I've, before I've you, had that. yeah, yeah, that's, oh no, that those were there. Um, I would say they weren't the loudest voices, however. So pick your poison. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, uh, yeah, yeah, some yeah, the louder voices that I get that for sure. And it's hard to distinct the OCD from legitimate doubt that we face when pursuing a serious relationship and pursuing mm-hmm. marriage. So I really had to separate normalcy, what's considered common versus my OCD. And really, they both require the same level of treatment and the same method, which is exposure. Uh, so it really worked either way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So when you were younger, how did that, it was with the harm OCD, what was like, 
do you have a fear of like contamination or like, do you have thoughts of like harming yourself oh, yeah. or others? Childhood or... was terrible. <laughs> and back to two years old though. I can't, I can't remember that far. Um, personally. I unfortunately can because of the OCD. I can remember that is wild. Two, three, four, five, you know, in, in very specific memories. Okay. But... I was going to say like, yeah, it has to be specific. Big yeah, no, definitely not long term stuff. I don't think the long term stuff became more memorable until about between fourth and sixth grade was when really things started to become more malleable and in a long term process. But OCD made childhood a living torture. And what made it worse was that I wasn't getting the professional help I needed to address that this is OCD or even anxiety in the proper way. So for me as a kid, it started as like fearing that I would harm my parents in an indirect way. So maybe leaving a candle lit in my room or helping my mom cook dinner and I do something wrong to an outlet or a toaster, perhaps even as irrational as let's say my parents go out grocery shopping, they leave me home alone or one of them goes out grocery shopping and I say, Hey mom, can you get me chocolate syrup for ice cream? And I think in my head, oh man, what if she goes in and gets the chocolate syrup for the ice cream and that sets her back 30 seconds and then she gets in a car accident. But the only reason the car accident happened was because I uh, asked her to get that one item. So it became really unregulated, completely out of whack. I had a ton of OCD at school. So I had panic attacks probably about every single day. I had to be removed from the classroom. Eventually I got a school aid and I was put in special education because the OCD was so bad I couldn't function with normal students and impacted my academic um, situation as well. And then the worst part was it was so severe, the anxiety and the you know physical toll it was taking my body that I would pretty much throw up every single morning or dry heave for 18 years without fail every single day. And- Jeez. That was my life. <laughs> and even all those years later, OCD did not come out of a doctor's mouth, a friend's mouth, a teacher's mouth, a guidance counselor's mouth, a therapist's mouth. It was always just, she has anxiety or as a woman, it's her hormones and don't really notice that. Um, like disregard. I, or I would get eight minutes with a doctor and they would just try to throw pills at me, yeah, um, yeah. whether it was acid for like my stomach or Xanax, whatever you yeah. want to put. And, and yeah, it took a long time. So are you currently on any medication right now? I trialed with Lexapro for a bit and I found for me that didn't work and it gave me more side effects. So I actually decided to take a naturopath approach after trying a few different medications, including all the, the, you know, the ones you and I probably could list off and ramble about. Yeah. And I actually found just for me personally that when I pursued a naturopath and they addressed some imbalances in my body, that that actually had a bigger impact. So that plus exposure therapy for me has actually been really successful. Uh, supplements, physical care and health, regulating my diet has made a huge impact on my mental health. And so that's that's my current situation. So I'm actually medication free, which is huge. And Is there a certain supplement? Like he's talking about vitamin D, but hmm. anything like it's like a specific supplement or just like a vitamin supplement? So I'm on like 12 different supplements. Okay. And the reasoning for that is what my naturopath has discovered that no doctor has yet is that I have multiple autoimmune conditions. And when those autoimmune conditions flare up, they actually attack my nervous system. 
which is what increases my anxiety, which naturally feeds any anxiety-based condition like OCD. So by regulating things like my liver and my thyroid and other things that you wouldn't even associate with mental health for me specifically has regulated my body, regulated my nervous system. And that's what all those supplements feed, not directly. There is one, I can't remember the name that is meant for stress, kind of in the same way we associate melatonin with sleep. And I don't remember what it is. I'll text it to you later. But what you really need is you need a full body workup, blood work to assess things that are going on in your body that might be off. I had many things because I have an autoimmune condition. That's not the case for everyone. And finding that information out really changed my life. It honestly saved my life because I was in so much pain too physically and nauseous and for so many years. Yeah. Cause you got, you have the physical stuff that's going on that could just, that impacts the mental. So, Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. Physically. Like I go to the doctor, like you're great. I'm like sweet. <laughs> that's Man. great. Which is that's good. Awesome. But I'm just like, Fix it though. My but, head. but no, but know that a doctor, like a medical person, and I can say this with personal experience because I've been to so many doctors having literally grown up in a hospital from being sick. Sometimes we need a doctor that has a different way of thinking, which is where maybe natural medicine comes into play for some people. And they're going to look at your body in a way that no MD will with your annual appointment. So I would encourage anyone to seek someone out, even if it's just for a consultation, because they might uncover stuff that will blow your mind. I would have never been diagnosed. And that same could be said for my OCD. If I didn't take this unnatural path, I would have never found the word intrusive thoughts, which eventually led me to the OCD foundation, which eventually led me to an OCD specialist. And it seemed urgent, but it ended up not being super urgent. So no problems. And we were able to get right back into it. Sample, but we're good. Oh, yeah, every call. Oh, not not every call, but no, that one got me because like they never. I was like, <gasps> um, yeah, we're good. And it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> no, no, they're like, okay, we'll call you later. <laughs> I was like, I'm in the middle of a recording. <laughs> yeah. Great, that's a live OCD example. I immediately got triggered. Rightfully, I think that's organic human reaction, but a little bit, yeah, yeah. But yeah, to get little... stuck on it is the is the one is where OCD yes, plays a That's huge where fact. we become different. <laughs> I'm sure I'll think about it tonight. Well, maybe not because it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try not to hold on to that one, but for the audience, it's a it's a great example of it's yeah, it can happen for sure. It can happen. I'm like waiting on an email from my psychiatrist right now, but I haven't heard back from her. I'm nah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> yeah, the waiting game. Well, I talked to her the other day and she's like, you can, because I normally just call the office and talk to like the assistant or whatever. And she usually relays the message and gets back to me pretty quickly. But she's like, she's like, you can use the portal and message me. And I'm like, all right, well, I did. And I haven't heard. I back hate yet. the portal game because it feels so like, not real you're like yeah actually send am i gonna get anything back (laughs) yeah yeah my my therapist though that i'm seeing right now i just started seeing a new therapist uh because i'm using my i'm using my eap through my work uh just because i'm taking advantage of that because i didn't want to spend more money on therapy and i was like that's what happens we need that sometimes i was like i have these free sessions i should use them and yeah, he's. I like him. He's a good guy, and uh, we're connecting pretty well. The only thing about it is they're only thirty minute sessions. 
so yeah once we when get you gone- have our minds you need at least an hour yeah. 45 minimum yeah yeah it's like we're just getting started and it's like okay well yeah so gotta adjust there but i can message him though like directly like it's not i mean it's through an app it's not through a portal though uh it's more like instant messaging type of mm-hmm. messaging in a way i haven't used it yet because i just started like i've seen this guy twice so i don't wow. have a whole lot to tell him over messaging yet but um i don't know i might i might still message him just because i'm just like oh it's been a it's been an interesting week that's for sure so oh oh man <laughs> yeah. that can mean so many things uh, yeah well, it's just been a stressful week is what i should say not even an interesting week it's just been stressful and it's just like well that can be interesting if you have ocd because that can trigger twenty thousand things yeah that are suddenly like interesting I, like i said it's just my anxiety it's not even the ocd right now it's just weird nice. well i guess it's manifesting itself in a different way where i'm obsessing about like what you were talking about earlier which like financial stuff like yeah i uh have to you know, I have to continue on and doing what I'm doing because I have to pay my bills, you know, and like mm-hmm. that's a whole other rabbit hole. Yeah. Stuff yeah. Like that. And I'm just like, uh, and, uh, yeah. So a lot going on in my brain, but not related to like my core OCD, like intrusive thoughts, like right now, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great. That's really awesome to hear, honestly. In a way, I don't feel that it's that awesome. I, I when I look at it that way, yeah, it's cool, but I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I'm more used to that though. It's yeah, an, I've it's an I've had to have therapy, honestly, for reacclimating to not having less anxiety, because that's how we identify ourselves and that's how we go through our lives. So, so when we have used less. To it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're just like, what's going on? Like, that's a very you... common, even with people that have PTSD or come back from high stress situations, they have to reacclimate to less stress. That's a it's this whole other game. Yeah, like when is the other shoe gonna drop here? Uh huh. That's sure. an OCD compulsion too. If we let ourselves think about that. Yep. It is for sure. But um, I'm trying to think of what else I wanted to talk about. So when you say, do you have a specific autoimmune disorder that that you've been diagnosed with then? Um, so basically I have a compromised immune system and we haven't gotten the specific diagnoses except for um, I'm starting to develop a high gluten intolerance. So like celiac is considered autoimmune. But right now my my GI, my liver, my kidney, and my thyroid are all inflamed and we don't know why or what or how yet. So it that's in progress, uh, which is not fun because you're like, am I dying? <laughs> yeah. It feels like on? I'm dying. So I'm, I'm working on it and that could be a long road. So for now, I'm just trying to take as best care as I can of myself, supplements, exercise, eating as good as I can. And just hoping that that's enough right now. Yeah. How much uh, are you one of those people that drinks a lot of water every day too? I am now. I nice. used to be horrible. I don't have a water trigger. Like they actually diagnosed me as someone who like doesn't have the thirst. <laughs> so I have to force myself. I have, have put systematic habits in place to make that a thing. And it's been going great so far, which is awesome. 
Yeah, I actually don't. Yeah, I have to force myself. It's a habit you have to build, like like brushing your teeth, like anything yeah. else. There's no other way around it besides habit building, con like constructs. So, yeah, I'm good at developing bad habits. Oh <laughs> not, yes, not but just ones. remember, with every bad habit you allow, you're basically telling yourself that you're, you're giving yourself really permission to have more bad habits. So Ooh. with every one bad habit, you're really developing three more in the future. So I try to tell myself that before I give into something because I'm like, oh, <laughs> yikes. Yeah. Con's like, oh, I don't like talking to her today. She's making me feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you could. Nah. I can do that all by myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're masters at that. At yeah. least I'm good at something. I don't need any help for that. Uh, <laughs> no, that's the thing is like most people like, that is one, I guess, thing that I've noticed over, well, it comes and goes, but there's sometimes where it's like, I've been through so much crap, like in my own head or like have said, you know, mm -hmm. terrible things to myself, uh, where like other people saying things to me, I'm just like, it yeah, doesn't, it doesn't face. It doesn't really bother me, but other times it like can really bother me. It's really weird. Mm -hmm. Like goes in mm -hmm. and out, like where I'm yep. see seeking approval, mm. and then there's a part. Oh, you mean reassurance? Yeah, reassurance. Exactly. There's the key word. That's the that's the buzzword right there. But uh, I've noticed that with I've noticed that with comedy a little bit, where I'm just like, mm. because that's a, I mean you had to play off of reassurance like if you're not getting laughs you're not getting laughs i like, don't know how you do it man <laughs> it's Never. Tough. people have so many people have said that to me and it's just like it's gotten to a point where it's almost like i it's therapeutic for me most of the time like i don't know when mm -hmm. i go up there like I'm more nervous off stage than I am on stage sometimes. It's wow. Weird. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that performance adrenaline. I'm always nervous before I have to do something. And then the second it starts, I'm like, I'm on. And someone had told me that because my brain is highly stimulated, I'm moving into an area of high stimulation. So my brain actually regulates my environment, hence performing. And I'm all good. <laughs> and then there's the crash after. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I know how that goes. Yeah. Uh huh. You got to prepare for it. <laughs> yeah, like I don't. Yeah, I usually don't do much after the shows. I go I go home and yeah, usually crap. Mm -hmm. Oh Yest yeah. Yesterday I had a show, but I had to drive there and I had to drive back, which is like an hour drive. And I just wish I could have teleported home. I was like, I just. Oh, it's the worst. That's the worst. And it was like. The, it was like not snowing, but it wasn't raining. It was sleeting. So you had to be aware and awake. Yep. Uh, it's exhausting. Yeah, because I was going to like call somebody on the way home, and I was like, nah, I probably shouldn't because of the weather. That's not a good idea. But yeah, I uh, am trying to spend more time out of my head as much as possible right now. So mm. this does help. Uh, because I almost was like, oh, we should probably reschedule. I got a lot of work to do. But I was like, no, what? That's my whole brain conversation every day with everything I ever do. So, yeah. Yeah. I get it. It's a form yeah. of anxiety. <laughs> can't, 
canceling stuff. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. Like I had a friend that wants to hang out tomorrow and I'm just like, do I want to cancel? I have that conversation with everything and being on this, I'm calling it a sabbatical from work. I have told myself I'm not allowed to cancel unless I'm like actually sick or over or very overwhelmed with work. And usually I don't meet one of those buckets right now. So I've been, I've been committing to everything and I've been, I've actually been overscheduling myself to show myself like it's exposure therapy. So it's been helping me. It's every meeting, meetup, meeting, lunch thing, whatever I've had, it's, it's slowly making me reacclimate. So I don't know if that helps you, but if you treat it like exposure. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. My, uh, my OC therapist who's like on, who's been on standby for a while because I'm like every session with her is like pretty expensive but it's like very i mean it's like that's her specialty that's why i went to a different therapist too because i was overcomplicating things with her and i was like Mm -hmm. i want to talk to a therapist about like you know my yeah anxiety work yeah like the general baseline stuff Yeah, yeah 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 makes sense so that's why i kind of shifted right now so doing what i can but um trying to think so where is your main focus been right now as far as like uh you said you're doing like a couple different podcasts working for the nonprofit, and um how long have you been with the nonprofit? about six months now so okay. a good starter amount of time so is that I, a volunteer position or it's it's considered a part-time job, really low, like almost stipend level pay. So yeah. it's not entirely volunteer, but it's for someone like me who had a full-time job, it feels that way, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to do it. I think my main focus though is actually more about showing myself that I can be consistent and I can take care of myself. So I've been putting all my energy into basically building my processes back up and proving to myself that I can stay committed to each thing every day, whether that's writing a blog post or a podcast episode each week, or whatever those tasks are for the second job. And I don't always meet the goals, but I've definitely gone from not meeting any to somewhere in the middle or about like 80%. And that's really what I'm working on. And that includes like my social reacclimation. I'm letting myself take a break, which I never do. And like, yep, I'm going to step out for four hours, which this is the type, I'm the type of person that like works and eats at the same time. I get up and grind at like, 5am like let's go 6am and I work till 7 so for me to like take a step back and like I'm gonna watch a Netflix show I'm gonna like take a bath whatever whatever that pause is is a really big deal for me and uh, I've been letting myself sit with that anxiety of not working because I developed workaholism and it became a coping mechanism for myself Um, some by choice with over demanding job but some of it yeah I I self-inflicted so that's my focus finding that balance and that starts with me. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Cause I can, there's not a, uh, with my job, it's never like, it's ongoing. So it's not like I could just be like, Oh, all the tasks are done. Yeah. And it's not, you don't clock out. No, I don't ever. No. You just keep thinking and thinking and then constantly feeling unsufficient and unsuccessful every time you put your head on the pillow at night it's like i have so much crap (laughs) 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is why if you build your own process, your success lies in, did I get all the tasks I need to get done today? Because you know, it's working towards a large goal. I, if I tell myself like, let's just take podcasting, I'm not editing. Yeah. You have to do it. Like if I'm like, I'm not editing this podcast till Thursday, I don't think about it until Thursday. And like, I gave the allotted time I know I need. This is my tasks today. It has nothing to do with the podcast, with anything else. So I don't let myself think about it. It's like, if I need to get these things done and I'm also graceful now, if I get five out of six of those things done, I'm still successful. And I feel that success and I let myself have that win. And I keep my head down and focused and I have to do it now because otherwise I overthink. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I definitely can relate to that. So I think we should wrap up though. I would, I would love to talk for longer, but that obviously, as you know, know, that's that's our tendency. (laughs) That's more, it's more editing. And, uh, Oh yeah. I know how that is. Yeah. I'm trying to keep things at a better time limit, which, because like I was, I've said on other episodes, like now that I record from home, mostly like I used to record a lot of stuff in like a studio where I'd be timed and like pay by the hour. So I got to get out Mm -hmm. now. It's like, Oh, I don't have to do that. So especially when people are over here, I'm like, I got to set, start setting a timer. Like, cause. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You have to but like, dude, editing, uh, <laughs> editing is a lot. So short and sweet for you. Yeah. Editing can be a lot. Um, luckily I'm not doing audio and video in a different like portal, like where I'm like filming one thing and like, dude, that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm questioning my choices. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's the best move, but we'll find out. I'm trying to figure that out now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fine tuning and seeing what works. That's being a creator. That's just the way it goes, unfortunately. So. Yep. Yeah. Trial and error. And yeah. And the social media stuff, like with the, when we were talking about the algorithms earlier, I'm so frustrated with that. Like, People have told me not. No more deleting, Colin. No more deleting. People have told me not to delete stuff in the past. I was like, they don't know. Ah, That's that can't be that big of a deal. Like, uh huh. Yeah. All right. I'm telling you now, as your next friend in line here. Yeah. Cut it out. (laughs) Yeah, I need to cut it out. Well, I better wrap up my uh, my tasks for the day uh, that I need to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. But I appreciate you spending some time with me to talk about some important stuff. And uh, it's it had been a while. I think the last time we talked was it was at least a year or so ago. Yeah, I think over a year. Yeah, yeah. And you had a different name and everything. And I know a different person. A totally Unemployed. different. Totally New name. Di- <laughs> Well, I appreciate you taking the time and I hope you have a good rest of your day. And uh, it sounds like things are going well for you. And uh, that's awesome. So keep staying consistent. The name of the episode, consistency. (laughs) Let's go, guys. (laughs)